Good evening, everybody. Uh, we have a returning guest, Pastor Jesse Bailey. Good to Although, be here. Uh, it's good to have you here. Although you're returning, it's actually the first time I've had the privilege to sit with you yeah. on stage. Because you interviewed with Micah last yes, time. Yes, right? had a good time. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I, loved, I loved that live stream. I, I was out of town. Uh, you guys recorded it. I, I wish it had more views because I thought that was one of the most remarkable live streams. Completely blessed by it. Oh, awesome. Praise the Lord. And, and for those of you who didn't tune in, you need to go back and, and pick up that live stream with Pastor Jesse. Pastor Jesse is a pastor of Legacy Church in West Hills here in, in uh, the L.A. Basin. Yes. San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley. Yes. And he would be open. However, because their church operates out of a school that's owned by the government, they've Mm -hmm. shut down your facility. Yes. And you're currently looking for a building so that your church will open. It's not an issue of wanting to open. You, You will open the minute you get a building. Yeah. And as a congregation, we're, we're working to help Legacy Church. Uh, open. So we want to help you guys get into a facility because I'll tell you what, wow. the minute you open in the San Fernando and you're such an amazing pastor, that church is going to explode. So we want to be a part of that. So mm-hmm. let, let's work towards that. Oh, that's such a blessing. I mean, just, just the offer in and of itself is so affirming. You know, it's, uh, it's a difficult time and we need people to stand and, and, and stand for truth. Yep. So I appreciate the, the kindred spirit that Legacy and God Speak share. So yep. can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys. It's, it's always easy for our congregants to just look at our building and go, why doesn't everyone do this? And we're blessed with, with owners who would rather us do nothing else. Yeah, well, the, the folks who own the building or, yeah. are, are willing oh, to lose it. Right. The congregation that comes is, is willing to receive a citation. Yep. The elders, they're yeah. the ones, the, the 15 elder board, you know, they, they, they put everything on the line. And yep. then, of course, as pastors, the same goes. Amen. So we have a unified yeah. uh, ability to do that. Um, and and they, we all counted the cost and we all stepped in. And then when we opened in defiance of the restraining order, four churches came down and surrounded the building and basically was saying to the county, you want to give a thousand citations, give them to us first. Let God speak worship. That's wow. the body yeah. of Christ. So, so cool. What That's they, amazing. What they did for us, we want to do for you. We want to get you open. So. Yes. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. We really appreciate that. We appreciate you. Yep. Uh, Jesse and I had a chance to have a meal together. We got to break some bread. And I was, I was so moved because we saw the debate last night. Yes. And I think the very first conversation, you had a congregant, um, and we won't, you know, put him out there. We won't yeah. disclose. But you, you're very involved in their life. I won't go into what detail, but very close. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were kindred for, for a period of time. But, uh, you know, it, it seems as though politically the two of you have separated. Yeah. And, and then after last night's debate, that seemed to start, the presidential debate, that seemed to start a conversation between the two of you. And I, you know, and I, the way you navigated through that and the things you had to do uh, to maintain a friendship and work through that, but still standing upon truth. Yeah. But speaking the truth in love. Yeah. And then that started us talking about last night's uh, debate and the two of us in agreement we struggled over the fact that President Trump had the ability to outright say, you know, I, I renounce white supremacy. Yeah. And everyone's saying, including the New York Times, that he embraced it and that he said, you know, he didn't say that he denounced white supremacy. Yeah. And, and it, it appeared that way. But I went back and I looked at the transcript. And I, I want to I bring it up because, <laughs> yeah. Just let, let's take a look at yeah, the transcript. Yeah, let's take a look at the transcript. Pull this up. So this is, this is Chris Wallace. He says, are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? And we'll cover mm-hmm. that momentarily because that's, a confl- that, that's conflating two different organizations. We'll cover that momentarily. Because I was just up in Idaho. It's a state that has more militia groups than any other state in the union. Mm-hmm. Right. Trump then says, sure, Wallace and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Trump, sure, I'm prepared to do it, but I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right wing. I'm willing to do anything. I wanna see peace. Wallace, then do it, sir. Biden, do it, say it, Trump. What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Wallace, white supremacists and right-wing militias. Biden, Proud Boys, Trump, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what, 
somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Mm. Now, that, that's the transcript. That's yeah. word for word. Um, I'm not going to defend his words. Right. Uh, when he got to the Proud Boys part, let's, let's do an examination of Proud Boys. Mm-hmm. Let's do an exam, uh, examination of militia. And then let's right. do an examination of white supremacists. Yeah. And I don't think people know all these different organizations. For example, no. when we were up in Portland, I covered this last night. When we were up in Portland, the police officer was driving through. And he's, you know, we looked at the burned out federal courthouse building. This mm-hmm. is an active on-duty police officer. He wasn't on duty at the time, but he's, he's an active officer in the Portland Police Department. And he points out this is where the, the Trump supporter was murdered. This is the burned out courthouse. These are the Antifa. They were all gathered. That night they had a huge peaceful tr- protest with Molotov cocktails. And then mm. the Proud Boys sought uh, to get a permit to peacefully protest in Portland and the mayor of Portland, after 100 and, over 150 days of basically siege, and you can see the burned out courthouse, the murdered, all that, they, then she called for an emergency because Proud Boys was coming in. Now, I, I, I asked the officer, I said, tell me about the Proud Boys. Is, is this a, um, an organization that causes you guys issues? Is it a, he goes, no. They're the least of our concern. We don't have any problems when they come. When we ask them to move, they move. It's the Antifa that gives us grief. Yeah. And I said, is the Antifa, are they black? He said, no, they're all white kids yeah a handful of 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 blacks uh maybe blm but the lion's share of them are white kids with hoods Mm -hmm. and i thought well that's interesting because i don't know a lot about proud boys i know that uh nobody that i affiliate with affiliates with them or has connection but i don't know a great deal about them yeah but I, i thought it interesting that vice president biden goes around saying that trump and we'll get the full manuscript i didn't put it up for tonight but saying in North Carolina that there's good people on both sides, and they use right. that as the clip. But the full context of it is he renounces white supremacists. Yeah. He could have worded it far better, just like he did last night. Yeah. But I don't know that that is, it, it, just in the, the context of what was stated, I don't know that he is clearly saying that. I wish it was far more articulate and right. clear. Yeah. I wish he'd done the same thing in Carolina. Right. Yeah. And here you are, and, and the person we're speaking of, like you, is a black American. Yeah. So you're contending with someone who has political views different than your own, and you weren't given a real good leg to stand on mm-hmm. to defend yeah. kind of an innocuous, well, innocuous, I would say unclear. Yeah. What's your thoughts on it? Um, well, first of all, the way the, the, the question was, was presented was as if President Trump has never renounced white supremacists. It's right. like, okay, here's your opportunity. Right. You're on a grand stage. Now, now, renounce white supremacists. Say they're wrong as if, he, as if he's never said it before. Right. When he has said it on several occasions. So the, the, the way it was presented was wrong because even in how it was asked, will you do this? It, it's like asking you, okay, Pastor Rob, now, will you preach the gospel? It's like, well, I've, I've already done that. I've, yeah. I've said that. Yeah. So the, the, the way it was presented was, was how misleading. How do you want me to say it? Yeah. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you want me to present it? So Trump did not do a good job responding to it, in my opinion. No. Because he could have just, he could have squashed all of it by just saying, you know, I renounce white supremacists, just like he had done before. Um, but I, I don't believe that his response in any way reflects him being a racist. I don't believe... President Trump is a racist at all. Right. There's absolutely no evidence of that other than a few things that people can take out of context. And let's be honest, the media has taken it out of context. We'll, we'll, Charlottesville, for example. Yeah, Charlottesville. We'll, we'll take a listen because you brought a clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one you had. Yeah. And we'll take a listen in a moment. But Micah, you added something last night that I didn't even consider because I don't have a concealed weapon permit. I don't, I don't, I don't right. carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my, and, and for anyone watching this, they're like, oh, he's an easy target. Well, I'll <laughs> just tell you right now, I'm surrounded by people who carry, so good luck with that. I've fired a gun. I've gone to a range before. Um, it, it's, it's not my world. That's uh, just not what I do. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, do you carry. Uh, I own, I don't carry. I I own, I don't carry. (laughs) Maybe. No, I'm I'm kidding. But Micah, that's a world that you're familiar with. And you said something that I didn't consider last night. You said President 
uh, you said that when Chris Wallace said, do you renounce white supremacists and militia? M- militia groups. Militia, militia groups. groups. And then you, you said this. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know. You're the one who brought it up. Tell me what you said. Tell them what you said to me. Yeah, the, the, it, it's such a misleading question mm-hmm. in its entirety because what you're asking someone to do is to renounce something that is racist and constitutional in the same question. Right. A militia group is part of our Second Amendment. Yes. Right? That's constitutional. They're constitutionally, militias are ordained. And so to say, it's like me saying, do you, I mean, I don't even have, it's clear. It's very clear to, to have to renounce racism and it's, it's a one-word answer to a question that puts you in a place where you're, you're wrong and wrong. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's, it's so, and granted, he, he still didn't respond perfect. Like, he's, he didn't respond well to it. You could have said, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean by militia groups? Right. Yes, I renounce white supremacy, but what do you mean by militia groups? I, I don't renounce our, our, our constitutional right to... To 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 bear to bear arms and assemble in militia like that's that's not the what's the question and I think he kind of gets there at the end when he says what do you want me to call them what are you asking yeah. because when you put white supremacists and militia groups in the same sentence it becomes very muddy yeah. like, I need I need clarification is what Trump says please clarify f- for me and the last thing that is clarified in the monot the crazy like chaos is Proud Boys. So he's like, okay, so we're talking about Proud Boys right now? All right, here you go. Here's right. my response. When it's just this chaos of do this, do that, do that, renounce this, say this. And, you know, we all get flustered. So I'm not saying he couldn't have just went, wait. Yeah. Okay, white supremacy, let's talk about it. All right, militia groups, let's talk about it. Proud Boys, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, think it's so, I think it's so misleading yeah. in the way that it's being presented, and I think that's the point. Yeah. Jesse, you said in the, you, you referred to the Unite the Right uh, 2017 rally in Charlottesville. Yes. Where uh, President Trump came out and said there's good people on both sides. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, like I said earlier, I don't have the full context. I'll get that. I'll, I'll, I'll have it listed. And last night I said I'd have an article on Biden and I have that tonight. So I'll get it to you. But um, the organizer, well, the organizer of that event the Unite the Right, the white supremacist is Richard Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this is a clip of, of President Trump following that and what he stated. So take a listen to this if you're wondering if he embraces white supremacists. This is a clip of President Trump speaking after that event. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. We are a nation founded on the truth that all of us are created equal. We are equal in the eyes of our Creator. We are equal under the law. And we are equal under our Constitution. Those who spread violence in the name of bigotry strike at the very core of America. Two days ago, a young American woman, Heather Hare, was tragically killed. Her death fills us with grief, and we send her family our thoughts, our prayers, and our love. That's pretty clear. That's, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely clear. So going back to the point where they, they state that question as if, as if he's never pointedly, clearly said mm-hmm. that before right. it, it's it's it was a, a false premise yeah. um from the from the beginning now when we we highlight on what a lot of the media is targeting right now and that is his uh, stand down and stand by in response to the proud boys again the proud boys the organization from what i understand was started in 2016 and it was in response to antifa right. they wanted there to be an organization that would stand up against uh, the Antifa movement and the violence that they were bringing in. Right. This organization, the Proud Boys, has stated publicly that they are against racism. Right. So to lump, again, right. Proud Boys in with white supremacists and militia groups, 
again, that, that does not represent at least right. what they say. Now, you never know. Uh, who's involved in an organization. We have churches that have had yeah. racists yeah. in them. You have, uh, you right. know, yes, there are those who are in the police department. So to, to label an entire organization because there may be a, a few people that are, uh, have some misguided views is, is not fair. You have to base it on what their stated um, beliefs are. Yep. And Proud Boys have stated that they are against racism, right. but their, their organization, their focus is to stand against the radical left because they don't feel that there's uh, uh, the ability or really the, the um, power right. and authority to do that um, uh, within the government. I mean, you, you see the people where, uh, I mean, the, uh, the mayors and the governors, they're yeah. just letting Antifa just come yeah. in and destroy cities. So they wanted to do something to protect their, their nation, their communities. And President Trump, in the transcript of what was said last night, his issue was there's more damage on the left. And Chris Wallace didn't even right. take issue. And... And Vice President Biden said that Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Right. <laughs> Where does that come from? So, that, I mean, doesn't, so wrong. that doesn't even make any sense. No. Um, can we switch the two articles? I want to show, this is what I promised everyone last night. Take a look at this. 1977, Biden said integrating black students would turn schools into a jungle, a, a racial jungle. I don't want my children to go, grow up in a jungle, a racial jungle. This was 1977. He, he's, he's, he says, if, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. It, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can go on and on about, and then here's what's fascinating, is the organizer of the Unite the Right in Charlottesville that was the one that President Trump renounced and, and declared evil. Look at this next picture. White supremacist Richard Spencer. He is a neo-Nazi. He endorses Joe Biden. <laughs> this, this is the guy that put together the Unite the Right element in Charlotte. A neo-Nazi is, in, is, is endorsing and backing Joe Biden. Yeah, not only endorsing Biden, he renounces Trump. Yeah. He renounces like, Trump. Oh, that guy. Trump. He's, it's just insane. It, 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 and literally insane. Yeah, it, it, is. it is. It really is. It's the, 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 the left mindset is so intent on getting Trump out of office that they will believe any and everything and use any and everything and say, any, yeah, and say anything to, to get him in a, in a position where the, the country views him as a, a racist or any other label that they want to put on him. And that's why it's so important for us as, as believers and not, not even just believers, as a rational human being who's right. been blessed by God with the ability to think rationally and beyond just our emotions, it's so important to pause and wait and say, okay, what was actually said? Yeah. What has been said? And based on that, come to uh, the, the truth of the matter. Yeah. We can't just go off of emotion. You know, you mentioned the, the gentleman... Who, who came out on social media um, attacking me, who was a friend of mine. Um, that's exactly what the yeah. media wants. They, they, they want, want to, tribalism. They want tribalism. Yeah. They want to uh, ignite people's emotions. And race is an easy trigger. Yeah, totally. It's an easy trigger. It's a, that's it's why a, it becomes, it's a Marxist manipulation tool. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And we fall for it every single time. And yeah. they know we're going to fall yeah. for it. And, and it's... And it's something that they, they prey on the black community because it's easy to prey on the black community because there has been historical racism, oppression, and even current. There's, there's still racism yep. that, system that exists. Right. And there's a sensitivity to that. So they know the buttons to press. Yeah. So even though President Trump came out right out of the gate and renounced it, because it's such a, a trigger, we can still have it in our minds. He's never renounced them and, right. and hence presenting the question in the way that it was presented. Yeah. What's your take, Micah? No, it, it's, it's so true. And the, the left and the media, they're banking on the fact that the younger generation uh, is not as smart as they actually are. Mm-hmm. And that, that I was watching a, a video of, and granted, these are, these are kids that are probably not even of voting age yet, but like 15, 16, and there's a guy going around and like, and you kind of expect it to be this young, very liberal video. And he has this, uh, this 
kind of series of videos where he just goes around asking kids random questions, and he's a kid himself, and he holds up his iPhone to, to these two girls, and like, how many, how many gen genders are there? Kind of like it's a gotcha question, and like these two, like 15, 16-year-old girls are just like, two, and then the other girl gra grabs, grabs the camera and goes, two, and if you think any differently, you don't know what you're, you don't know what you're talking about, and, and, he, <laughs> and he just looks at the camera and goes, exactly. And like it was just one of these one of these series in the series of like he's going around asking people like like can you like dance for like just dumb questions, and so I think the the media and the left they they so underestimate the rationality yeah. of the younger generation yeah and they so underestimate just what you're saying the fact that we can go wait, wait wait yeah this debate was terrible and everyone's talking over each other but. What the left was trying to do, even in the format of the debate, mm -hmm. they knew that if you gave Biden two uninterrupted minutes, that he could tell as many lies as he can in two minutes. And then they were hoping that everyone at home goes, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll vote on that. I'll vote on that. I'll vote on that. And that's why I, that's why I have so much sympathy for Trump. And I, although it was so contentious, I understand where he was, where he was struggling because... I'm not just going to let you talk lies for two minutes and yeah. then spend my two minutes just trying to defend the lies that you said. Yeah. And so he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa like, I'm not going to just sit here and... It, yeah. You would think that you could just, the left could just go like, hey, presidential candidate for the United States, can you go talk to the people about what, you've, what you think about these things? Instead, it was just this uh, alarmist, like, lie fountain that was just spewing <laughs> and it's just that's crazy it, it was it was very strategic yeah um, it was, it totally I, was. I will say this that um and kind of playing on the other side is that and something that we had talked about um pastor rob is trump had an opportunity to to be civil yeah, and well, and that and that and that was lost yeah uh, absolutely and with, with three ordained pastors on the screen tonight Whose, whose heart's desire is to see civility. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, 90% of the press isn't after the three of us. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not beat up every day. Our family's not maligned. We're not yep. facing, yeah. well, face death threats, but not like the president. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know his world. Yeah. But all of us here cringe. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, he's a brawler. Yeah. Yes. Biden's a brawler. They were fighting. I'm not going to defend either action. Right. Yeah, It's not my world. But I've been in the political process. And when I've run our campaigns, I always treat my, my teammate or I, my opponent as Jesus. Yeah. And so that's, that for me is the hardest thing yeah. to get behind. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to renounce him or, right. or dump on him. Because it's, it's yeah. not a, a debate I've been a part of, and I haven't you know, yeah. had to face those odds. Yeah. But I'm with you on that. Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point, though. When you've spent the last mm. you know, three and a half plus years just being pounded. Yeah. I mean, just being a pastor of a, of a, of a small church, I, I, I know what it feels like when you have just little things. And yeah, that yeah. doesn't even compare <laughs> when the entire world yep. is, is hating on you. Now... Not that there, he hasn't made it easy at points. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's made it kind of easy at some points. So, so yes, there's absolutely that factor. But like you said, you want to see a level of civility because it gives you some confidence yeah. in the integrity of the person. Now, with that said, yeah. um, one thing that, that I try and approach this with, uh, anytime there's an election of anyone, people always say, well, in this case, we're choosing the lesser of two evils. Yeah. We always are choosing, we're always choosing yeah. the lesser of two evils because oh, yeah. we have human beings involved. Yeah. So let's just take the, the, the word as truth that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And some of our sins are going to be apparent to everyone and other sins aren't going to be yeah. known until we stand before the Lord. Good word. Yeah. They are both sinners. Let's put them on an even playing field. Now it has to come back to policies, right. procedures, principles and accomplishments. That each one, and accomplishments that each one is, has stand, stood by. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, and, and one of the things that we have to remember is that we're, we're voting for Trump to be the president, not a pastor. 
Right. He's not pastor in chief. He, he, he's not pastor in chief. He is. He's commander. I, I wouldn't go to his church. Yeah. Right, <laughs> wouldn't, right. wouldn't go to his church. Maybe. I wouldn't. Wouldn't necessarily sit under him. But that's not his role. There. There's a distinct role for government in in the scriptures, and there's a distinct role for the church. And I believe that the Lord has allowed that because there's certain things that God doesn't want His people to have to do. Yeah. So He has the government in place so that the government can take care of that. Absolutely. They are a sword, and they are an avenger, and they execute judgment on those who do evil yeah. and. Reward Reward those who do good. That is the biblical role of government. Right. So you don't need the nicest person in the world right. in order to, to execute those yeah. those orders. Um, so again, he's he's president, not pastor. And and he knows that. And he knows he also knows his support base. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, what's appealing for me in a commander in chief, not not in a not pa- putting him in a pastoral role, but just even just a commander is. Calm, cool, collected, ready to go to battle if, if need be. But, man, I have a lot of friends that are not believers who don't see that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they see, did he just call himself the Democratic Party? Like, he didn't just, he, he, he identified himself as, he goes, I am the Democratic Party. Like, I, right. am, I am the empire. I, I am right. the empire, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, you want to go there? If you're okay, the Democratic Palpatine. Party, like, right. I'm coming at you. And so... I, I do sympathize. I know. I see him, and I go like, "Oh, come on, dude!" Like, but that's me. I've worked at a church for ten years in my entire adult life, yeah. um, and and I know a lot of. He's gonna get beat up no matter what. You know, if if he's if he's nice and calm, there's gonna be hundreds yeah. of thousands of people that are like, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't you?" So yeah. it's hard, man. It's did it's did you? Uh, I don't know if either of you caught this, but Telemundo did um, a. Uh, a poll after the debate and, and it's Spanish speaking uh-huh. news channel, Telemundo. Right. Um, so the, the, the Hispanic world tuning in. So Hispanic means you need to speak Spanish, right? Uh, not Latino because Latino just means you're born in a Latin area and you could still not speak yeah. Spanish. Hispanic means you speak it. So um, they, they put this poll out to the Hispanic community and there's Latinos, uh, yeah. But but they put it out there and expecting it to be overwhelmingly for, for Joe Biden. But as the polls are showing in Florida and in other areas of the, of the country where there's heavy Hispanic communities, uh, Trump is raking in oh, yeah. the Hispanic vote. And the poll last night was 66 to 34 in favor of Trump. Wow. Yep. Wow. And- and I see it, I grew up next door neighbors to the most amazing Hispanic family in the world. And I spent all my time there. And something that I always take away from my experience in, in that season of my childhood is that they were the most rational people that I had ever met. Like they, they just like look, like I'll be like flustered about something like, okay, well, what are the options again? Like, yeah, for sure. That's very obvious. Well, if, if that's the case, I, now I know where you gleaned your cyborg. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. Like, in the Hispanic community, it's, it's not about who's who. Like, what do you, what are you bringing to the table? Like, yeah. And it's like, that guy's an idiot. And that guy's mean, but at least what he's saying is right. Yeah. And I just, the, I, I can appreciate that. I, I see that. The, yeah. the polling numbers in the, in the Hispanic and Latino community is... They want law enforcement. Yes. Oh, yeah. They, 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 and, and that's Absolutely. something that Chris Wallace did not press Biden on. I mean, right. and, and Biden couldn't state one police organization that backed him. Right. right. And interestingly enough, police unions have traditionally, I would say, con- yeah. for the history of the police unions, yeah. have always backed the Democratic yep. presidential candidate. This is the first time in recent American history yeah. that, that Vice President Biden, as a Democrat candidate, could not right. name one police organization that backs him. Right. Yeah. Not well, one. When, when you and your party are trying to completely eliminate the eliminate, police, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eliminate the police. Uh, again, crazy. another Marxist tactic... You just you just lost you just lost he, them. He said two things that I don't know if we you guys talked about this last night, but I feel like he did say two things that probably alienated him away from the fringe left, and that's he mentioned the, how he's for law and order, and he's against the Green and he's New against Deal. Against the Green New Deal, yeah. And and like, his whoa. vice presidential running mate is Endor- the co-author, yeah, co-author. No, the co-author 
of the Green New Deal. Good luck getting out of that yeah, one. That's yeah, not, that you're gonna have to pretzel your way out of that one. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. All in all, the the, the debate itself was. I'll, I'll say this: if nothing else, it was entertaining. Yeah. When you, when, uh, when you can, I wouldn't go entertaining. It was, it was, it was excruciating. You yeah. can, there's an aiding in there, entertaining, yeah. excruciating. I was laughing. I was yeah. at some points. I was laughing. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there just saying, "Lord, Lord, help us." Yeah. You know, in, in if if you could put that verbal exchange yeah. into a physical fight, it was it, was, it looked yeah, kind of like this. <laughs> but um, curly <laughs> mole, man. Will you just shut up, man? <laughs> Telling a sitting president of the United States to Will shut you up. Ask yeah. the president of the Come on, man. And then I was I was cracking up with Isaac in my office with with Wallace trying to get a word in with the president of the United States. Like, no, sir, no, like you're talking to the president of the United States. Yeah. It's, I get it, you're you've been asked to be the moderator of this, but I'll I'll say I, I, I thought he actually did a pretty good job. Because Trump is a it's tough hard. one to handle. It is hard. So I thought Wallace actually did a good job just keeping his cool and trying, trying to move to. things things along. He did a he did a good job, in, you know, in my well, opinion. Uh, th- that's and, why we can have three guys on a panel because I think he did a terrible job. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why I think he did a terrible job, the, now the format wasn't helpful. Yeah. But I think he did a terrible job because he was biased. Yeah. Clearly biased. Yeah. And he was up against a guy that is not going to put up with it. Right. Yeah. And he's got a, and they already have bad blood. So, yeah. you know, he was already out of his league. He's not going to be able to control it. He, yeah. Yeah. And if he's going to take that side that he, that Trump is familiar with him being notorious for, it was like, no, I, 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 I'm not listening to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd say, well, that's, that's not the decorum of a debate. Name one thing Trump has ever done with decorum. Yeah. Right. True. Well, with the exception of being at Arlington or, or caring right. for our fallen soldiers yeah. or visiting troops in the hospital or, you know, that, that's decorum. But, but the political on the, stuff on the political, political he's state. just, it's like, yeah. woo, Wild West. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the point is that he didn't run. That was the, that was the whole, uh, not the whole platform, but what inspired people is that we didn't want a politician. Right. We wanted a dude that was going to come in and do business. I, and unfortunately... I wish we could say that that is a politician, but it's been tainted so much that we didn't want a politician anymore yeah. because we had didn't such want a, a politician. I, I, I looked at Chris Wallace, not like Andy Griffith, but like Barney Fife. <laughs> he wasn't Sheriff Andy. He was Barney Fife. He's yeah. like, hey, listen, I got a bullet right here, and I'm going to put it in there. Don't you make me come after you. Right. I, but yeah, I'm they, not doing I a very good Barney Fife impersonation, my bad. <laughs> hey, I want to show you this. Um, this is this is interesting, and my son caught it. Uh, it was fascinating. He caught it. He goes, "Dad, look at this," because he was going back and forth. And I love the fact that my boys, actually my whole family, was analyzing the entirety of what they were seeing. That mm-hmm. they they didn't shelve their brain and allow themselves to be indoctrinated. They observed, and my son, at 21 years of age, caught this. Mm. So he saw Fox News, and immediately he saw the same clip on CNBC. And he goes, Dad, and he, he, he clipped him for me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run you through both of the videos. First will be Fox News, and this is the clip in the entirety. And see if you catch the edit done live on CNBC, how quick they, they switched it. Watch these two. Wait, and, he, and one of the big debates we had with 23 of my colleagues trying to win the nomination that I won were saying that Biden wanted to allow people to have private insurance still. They can. They do. They will under my proposal. Not what you've said, but and it's not what your party has said. That is simply Your party a doesn't say it. Your party wants simple. to go socialist My medicine. party is and me. socialist Right now, I am And the they're going to dominate party. you, Joe. You know that. I am the Democratic Party right now. The platform of the Democratic Party Harris. is what I, in fact, approved of. What I approved of. Now, here's the deal. The deal is that... And we increase it. We do not wipe any. And one of the big debates we had with 23 wanted to allow people to have private insurance still. They can't. We care. And we increase it. We do not wipe any. And one of the big debates we had with 23 wanted to allow people to have private insurance. You see that? Yep. Wow. So when he goes on this just 
make no sense diatribe where he's kind of stuck in the loop. Uh, Fox News carried it its entirety and CNBC, la, 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 la. It's so They bad. cut it. Wow. It's so bad. I, I, and, and my son's like, they cut it. And he kept, you know, he's like, oh, look well, at that. Oh, well, it says live up in the yeah, corner. Up in, it says live in the corner. They just said, oh, oh, he's rambling. Cut it. Yeah. Unreal. And it was, it was even more than rambling. He was straight saying stuff that was. <laughs> yeah. He just, was pulling things from I, everywhere. Out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, with, with the debate, um, one thing that I did take away from it, and, and, and I want to do this just in the, in the spirit of fairness and, and, and balance, you know, Why? Joe, Joe, <laughs> they didn't, Why we, no. Joe Biden did, uh, did a lot better than I thought he would given his performances in All the right. past. Let, let, wait, wait, let from, me stop. Let me from, st- oh, I'm going to interrupt you on my From a getting a, an actual sentence out. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, what I was going to jump in and I couldn't wait. <laughs> We're, he goes into the debate with a handicap. Yeah. yeah. If he's not senile, he wins. Right. Yes. Totally. That, it, and so you're giving him credit. He did really well because, because he, got, he could debate. For, well, I didn't say he did well. I said he did better, better than, than I thought he, he thought would. He would. Than, <laughs> because I thought he wouldn't be able to speak. Because yeah. I thought he wouldn't be able to get a complete sentence yeah. out. 200 now, million dead. No, with, with that said, you know, I don't, I don't want to make fun of him. Right. Because he's just not, what you saw was he's not prepared. I, I can't trust someone like that to be the president of the United States of America. And what you saw in Trump is someone who's, who's fired up, who's passionate, who's bold and definite. And that's the type of, type of leadership we need. And that's the type of leadership that got us the, the greatest economy in, in the world. Um, it's the type of leadership that has done more for the black community than any other president since Abraham Lincoln. And he did that in three and a half years when we had a black president for eight years. And that's mm-hmm. just, you just can't deny or, or refute that. Mm. So you got to see the attitude that makes things like that happen for our nation. And that's, and that's something that we have to acknowledge. Yes, he's a fireball and he's, he's you know, passionate and he's aggressive, but that's what's built our nation back up. So, so Trump, um, did federal funding for HBCs, historically yeah. black colleges. Yes. Uh, no other president's ever done that. No. But Biden said he went to an HBC. <laughs> Delaware State, I think is what he said. Or, <laughs> and he didn't. He just yeah. lied. So yeah. I, but this is, this is the part that got me. Britt Hume said, uh, if Vice President Biden has a lucid debate like he did with Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's going to be a, a, a really a great benefit to him mm-hmm. because with the, the you know, build up to the debate, talking about him having to have an earpiece and being injected with all kinds of uppers and, you know, all the things that they were saying. I, I was expecting from the echo chamber that we all can be subject to that he was going to have trouble. And even watching, I'd heard counsel from people who have inside intelligence saying that Trump has to pepper him with questions because if he has an earpiece, he's going to have to be thinking about what the question is while they're answering the last question and it's going to confuse him. Yeah. Well, if, if that was the, the counsel and it did reach the president and that's how they prepared and that's why he was doing what he mm. was doing, which I don't know, right. Biden weathered it. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. still not interested in the guy. I mean, he's No, not at he's all. He's had three opportunities to be president of the United States. Nobody wants him. Yeah. He, he's not equipped. He's, but, I just don't feel he's equipped. And, and and maybe you saw it, but Mike and I didn't get a chance. You did towards the end. But they're talking about uh, uh voter fraud. Yeah. Yeah. And I can go down I can go down a a, a huge list of of voter fraud in the United States right now. I yeah. I can do it. I can post it as well, and we'll even take an entire evening to go through that. And to say that there's not voter fraud, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's heavy. Yeah. And the difference between mail-in ballots and ballots being sent to you mm-hmm. and duplications, and there's going to be 50 million new ballots supposedly in the United States. And um, I love what Charlie Kirk said. He said, uh, I'm, I'm from Chicago, and my grandmother was a— lifelong Republican. She voted Republican every year. 
And when she died, she began voting Democrat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's dead now, and she votes Democrat. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I hope not. I mean, yeah. if, if you're trying to... It, it's worked the way it's worked for 244 years, but all of a sudden, because of a pandemic that their tyrannical rule and, and draconian measures are justification to completely revamp what has worked for 244 years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy it either. There's just too many things, you know, and uh, I say this all the time. I love playing connect the dots. Yeah. All you got to do, and it's, it's not conspiracy theory, it's just you just connect some dots, and when you do that, a picture begins to appear. Yep. There's just too many things that you can connect that paint the picture of an advantage for the Democratic Party um, in this election through everything that's happened this year. Did you see uh, James O'Keefe, uh, Veritas, um, in Minnesota, Ilan Omar's district, mm-hmm. the Somali community, they're buying absentee, but they're paying for them. He goes, my whole trunk's full of them. Wow. It's on camera, the exchange of money, the whole bit. Wow. Right there, broad daylight in Ilan Omar's district. Uh, and they're taking them from the elderly Somalis and they're selling them for pocket money for folks to fill out and use. It's harvesting. That's insane. Wow. I did That's not insane. see that. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got a, a little bit of time left. I, our time together uh, at lunch today, you, you had commented um, and, and how we had kind of gone into our conversation mm-hmm. where, you know, our, our lives as ministers and bringing unity to the community. Yeah. Um, and, and evident to all who are viewing tonight, your melanin content is far greater than my own. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm deficient, and, and the two of you got me beat. Any problem with that between us? Not at all. Amen. Not, Not at all. Yeah. You know, um, and does it, that affect anything? It, it, it's not the melanin. It's the cultures that can be associated. I thought you were going to say it's just, you're ugly. It's just you. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you. It's not the melanin. It's just you. <laughs> no, there's, there's, a, there's a culture that's associated with, um, with the melanin. There's a, there's a culture in the black community. There's, oh, a, you, there's a culture in you, the Hispanic you, you community. You said it. You said it. You yeah. said, I love this. And, and this is, I think this is unique to you. You said... You identify with your culture more than you do with Christ. Yes. Oh, that's right. And, and, and Elaborate that, for everybody. That's so good. It, it's, it's, a, it's a culture over Christ mentality a lot of times. And we're all subject to it yeah. because our culture involves the things that we've been taught, the things that we're, we're used to, right. everything from music to, to dress to politics, everything. And what happens is, is that... Um, we can come to, especially when you come to Christ within your culture. Yeah. And I can speak to the black community. Within the black community, Christ is a part of the culture. Yep. It is, it is culturally acceptable to have Christ. You know, you look at um, uh, black movies, you know, and, uh, or anytime, you know, there's a, you know, I'll, uh, I won't mention the show, but there's a particular uh, sketch comedy show that has a particular um, segment that is dedicated to a game show that now has been, you know, uh, hijacked by the black culture. Right. Let's just say it that way. And they'll bring up the name of Jesus yeah. and sp- speak of Christ in a positive way, which is very rare in the secular world. Right. But they'll culture. do that because that is a part of the black community. Christ is a part of that. So what happens is, is that when Christ becomes a part of the culture instead of your culture being Christ, then there's room for compromise. And I think that's what we see. I don't want to abandon my culture for Christ. I would rather make Christ a part of my culture. I I remember speaking to a missionary several years ago who was called to India, and he had gone to India and had ministered the gospel, and he was surprised at how these these villages were accepting Christ with with such ease, especially, you know, hearing some of the stories that he had, only to go back and visit a couple years later. And what had happened was is that they had taken the, the Christ and simply put him up on the shelf the with all the other. Gods, yeah. So oh. it's, we need to wipe away everything. Yeah. Um, 
everything, and I'm not saying wipe away our culture. It says we have a new identity. We're a yeah. new creatures. Exactly. We have a new identity. So my culture is Christ. Yep. Christ is my culture. And it's, and it's, it's a very hard uh, transition when Christ is embedded in it. That's why you'll, you'll see, um, when that's the case, you'll see a high level of compromise even yeah. within the church as, as a result of that. You see that on, in Judaism too. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's the Jesus in the Old Testament is so he's it's so evident, and you see that str- struggle in a Jewish person's brain where they go, but this is this is who I am, right? And and then, like you said, Jesus came and said, "Look, you identify with me now," yeah. and it breaks down all barriers. Yeah, I was I was on Westlake. Uh, my in-laws have an electric boat. And we'll, yeah. we've been on it. I yeah. did it for my birthday. It's a really cute little boat. And, meh, and you go over and you get dinner and meh, drive back. And it's really cheap entertainment. <laughs> I didn't buy the boat. I don't have to worry. You know, it's just, it's, it's like you're going on vacation right. for a really short time say. and you feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only amount of time we have as a family to enjoy uh, in this chaos going up to the election. But we were on the lake. We pulled into the dock by Boccaccio's, which is a restaurant. And they bring food down to you. And as we're there, a boat pulls up next to us and a very famous black actor, I won't say who it is, but everyone would know who it is, Mm -hmm. pulls up next to us and uh, they got music going and their boat is epic. I mean, lights and ours is kind of like, stay afloat, for God's sake, stay afloat. (laughs) If you sit in the wrong side, it kind of tilts and, you know, like I kind of embarrass it in this boat. And... (laughs) And they've got music booming that is just, everyone's into it. The whole dock is, and they dominate just the presence. Everyone is so thrilled. And somebody who's on our boat, who's very gregarious and outgoing, immediately makes conversation. And, uh, and this, this actor, a little inebriated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm introduced as their pastor. And he says hello, shakes my hand, and begins to recite all 66 books of the Bible from memory while drunk. Wow. I can't do it sober. <laughs> and he says, and, and my children have all memorized it. Mm. And I'm not going to give any more detail because it'll disclose who it is. And I, I thought to myself, knowing some of the public statements and their positions in life and, and the like, Christ is a very evident part of this man's life. Yeah. But not to the extent where all the things I observed mm-hmm. declare Jesus having lordship. Yeah. Um, but, but to his credit, outspoken, declaring yeah. Christ. Amen. And, and I thought, uniquely equipped to navigate both worlds of Hollywood and and Christendom, mm. but with everyone, it comes at an expense. Yeah. If you sit on the fence, you're you're gonna yeah. lean to one side or the other because it's painful to be on the yes. tip of the fence. If you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. And and I <laughs> that's probably a bad illustration. <laughs> yeah, but but here, I, I I wasn't I didn't look at him as a hypocrite. Right? Yeah. I I I was I was deeply moved and impressed. Mm-hmm. And left with a burden to pray f- yeah. for him in a greater yes. capacity because he, this, this is something important to him, yeah. but it hasn't become everything to yeah. him. Yeah. It's, G- Jesus is a really beautiful ornament. Beautiful ornament in yeah. someone's life. But man, he is such a better Lord. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like you can see someone like that and you go, wow, that's a really, that's cool. I didn't know that guy. Yeah. Well, he's a Christian, I guess. But more importantly, he put me to shame. Right, totally. <laughs> like I he, can't recite all right. 66 books of the Bible. His Jesus yeah. shrine, maybe he can afford more for his Jesus shrine, but who's, who's leading the, yeah. the life? And, and I think that's the most important thing. And, and b- before I say what I was yeah. going to say, I always give room for people's process. Amen. Mm-hmm. I, had a, Amen. I had a process. That's, I love that. When, when I came to the Lord, there was a process. And I'm still in, we're all still yeah. in process. So I don't despise anyone's process. I look Amen. back on mm-hmm. mine and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that you didn't right. quit on me mm-hmm. and allowed me to continue to grow. So I, I give that grace to, to everyone. Um, 
I think that there, there comes a point in our walk, though, where we have to be intentional about that process, and we have to move from, from being that, that, that child in, in our development, not, not, certainly not in faith. We, we always have childlike faith, but in developmentally, we have to be intentional about, about our growth. Yeah. And that's why politics is, is mm. such a, a huge um, you know, point of division within the church, because when it comes to it, when you are in politics, you have to vote. You're saying yes to one thing and no to something else, and there's no gray area. Right. You, you can't just say, I believe this. It's now you're putting a vote to it. And when somebody challenges our vote, then you're really challenging the core of who I am. You're challenging the very culture that's raised me. And it, it exposes our hearts and exposes yeah. who we are. And if you disagree with me, you're disagreeing with the very core of who I am, which is why it's so, uh, it can be so volatile, the conversations that are surrounding it. But it's also very revealing. When, when you look at a particular political philosophy or party and you pit it up against another one what are the standards that you use to measure that party or even the person that represents that party does it come back to the scriptures or does it come back to your tradition yeah does it come back to the 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 values as outlined in the bible or does it come back to our feelings about the individual that's there? Is and it that's, cultural or is it Christ? Is it culture or is it Christ? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you. Yeah. And it's strange that I'm, I'm going to be the one doing the challenging where the things you're saying are, right. are, are soup to my soul. Amen. But that's my son-in-law. Mm-hmm. He married my daughter. He's black She's white. Mm-hmm. My grandkids are caramel cherubs. <laughs> <laughs> there was a woman who was a dear friend of my mother's. Mm-hmm. You remember Dr. Alice Crilly, photographic memory. Wow. One of the first to receive a PhD from University of Pennsylvania as a woman. Uh, brilliant. She, she was incapable of moving and her, she had a two-story home. She hadn't been upstairs and eight years and she would say Rob go upstairs into the library fourth shelf seventh book over grab that volume page 19 bring that down and she would recite it from memory I'm like Alice and she's sharp she died in her 90s late late 90s or mid 90s and I would sit and have hours of conversation. She would tell me historically that her great-great-grandfather was fought in the, in the Battle of the Wilderness in the Civil War. No, it was her great-grandfather. Yeah. And her great-grandmother, she knew up until she was 17 years of age. Her great-grandmother wow. was an eyewitness of the Gettysburg Address. I was one person removed from an eyewitness of the Gettysburg Address. Wow. Her great-grandfather fought in the Revolutionary War. Her gift to me was his Civil War kepi, his Union military hat. She said, they fought to free, and she said, the Negroes. That was her word, mm-hmm. mid, mid-90s. They fought to free the Negroes. I had a Negro nanny. She kept, she'd tell me, and I used to want to be just like her. She would iron our clothes. She was from Pennsylvania. She would iron our clothes, and I would mimic her. And she was trying to tell me that she loves the black community. But she said, when she met Micah, and she refused to call him Micah, she called him Mika. <laughs> she could recite all 66 right, books of the Bible. And she name. knows the correct pronunciation <laughs> of Micah. I wasn't worthy of that. And she was saying, I, I just don't think a racial marriage is mm-hmm. acceptable. Yeah. And I said, well, Alice, my daughter loves Micah, and I love Micah. Yeah. And they're getting married. Yeah. And she would bring it up continually. And I finally said, Alice, do you enjoy sitting with me? Do you enjoy our friendship? She says, more than you know. I said, it's going to be over if you bring this up one more time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my son-in-law. Yeah. And you need to get over this now. And she was silent. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, they do make the most beautiful children. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, 
she's mid nineties. Yeah. You wonder your your great grandfather fought. Yeah. Yeah. And you are racist. Yeah. But you can teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, you can. Mm. And she was a Republican till the day she died. She loved Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But this white Republican whose great grandfather fought in the battle of the wilderness, it was culture over Christ. And she didn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We all need it. Yes. We all need it. Yeah. That's the challenge. It's, it's, It's not in the black community. It's in the white community. Yeah. And the beauty of what the Lord's done in all three of our lives, I have a wonderful son-in-law. Yeah. Amen. I got a brother in the Lord Amen. who our church together is, we're working to see the Lord manifest great and mighty things Amen. in the San Fernando Valley. Amen. First, first time we've really had a chance to be together is today. Yeah. My whole world is expanded yeah. in the beauty of the tapestry of the Imago Day. Mm-hmm. I look at you and I am so thankful for the beauty and the wisdom yeah. and, and the brilliance of what God has put before me. Same. Mm. None of it in relation to culture. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's truly what the Lord has done. Yeah. Why can't America have this? Yeah. Why, yeah. why can't they have this? Yeah. This is, this is really fun. We're not killing each other. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a perfect segue for me into uh your feelings you, on the whole matter or what? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just simply I was watching I'll leave you on a cliffhanger. I was wa- <laughs> I was watching your stream. Uh Jesse has a live stream, The Bridge by Jesse Bailey. Every Sunday night? Every Sunday night, yeah. seven thirty. And I was watching it and there was I think while it was live there was like fourteen people. And I just thought to myself, there needs to be 1,400 people listening to this right now. Yeah. So when this is over, and last time I think we gave you a little bump, right? There was like yeah. 150 <laughs> people I think showed up to, yeah. to your channel. Guys, last time you didn't watch the stream that it was just Jesse and I because I, Rob wasn't here. Rob's here. You're here. Go to The Bridge by Jesse Bailey. Follow him. The content is remarkable. And I say it's a segue because of the name, The Bridge. That was the purpose of the reason why you started it, right? Yeah. To bridge the community together. And yeah. here we are sitting together, and I'm blessed by it. And I'm, I've been I'm trying sure. to reach Micah, and you're a perfect bridge for that. <laughs> yeah. Just don't get him. No, that's good. Micah, uh-huh. why, don't you, why don't you close us out? Yeah. yeah they, they heard my vantage point of, of contending with Dr. Crilly. Yeah. Share with everybody how that made you feel, because I was candid with you through that whole process. Mm, right. G- give everybody the, the full perspective of what we're dealing with here. Yeah, I, I actually, just like a little correction to the story, is that I actually never met her. I, I never was face-to-face. And um, I kept saying that I wanted to. Yeah. And, and everyone in the family said, you don't want to meet her. You don't want to meet her. I was like, I want to meet Alice. I thought you guys met on the 4th of July for no, whatever No, no. Um, and I remember thinking in my heart, um, as, as this is happening, and I, you were candid with me, and I, I remember thinking, if she could just meet me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could just see her and talk to her. She died shortly after all that. Yeah, I didn't know her mm. for long. Um, and, and so... I didn't, I understood, even though it was, you know, probably nine, ten years ago, I, I, it hurt my feelings a little bit, but at the same time, I understood the importance of this, the importance of, of relationships and just going, I get it, it's fine, whatever you grew up in, culture, cool, 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 but like, let's be together. Yeah. And then that bridge is made and. Yeah. The relationship starts. You know Absolutely. what? Absolutely. You never met her, mm-hmm. but she did leave you an inheritance. <laughs> it's very true. She, it's she, very true. She made sure that when she died, she left. That is more than true. A blessing for you. That's Amen. amazing. Yeah. You know, something that my, my older brother always says 
is it's, it's not about perfection, it's about direction. Mm. Mm. Amen. We, are, we are being perfected, and so long as we're moving in the right direction, and, you know, she was pointed in the right direction. Yeah. As long as you're pointed towards yeah, what, Christ. What direction is your arrow? Yeah, we can, we can get to that. We can get to that place. We can continue to grow. We can, you can teach an old dog new tricks yeah. so long as you're pointed in the right direction. So when it, when it comes to, you know, uh, our faith and, and politics, we just have to say, what is the direction that we're pointing in? You know, the, the, the arrow that's pointing there, they may be a little rough around the edges. Right. But what is the direction that they're pointing in? This person may be uh, very eloquent in a, in an excellent speaker, very charismatic. But what is the direction that they're pointing in? And yeah. I think that's the most important thing that we need to look at as we evaluate this upcoming presidential election, as we reflect on the, um, uh, the debate. What direction were they pointing in? Amen. Amen. I'll close with this last thought. Alice Crilly right now. Yeah. She loves you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. She's so, so cool. proud of you. That's so cool. She sees you through the eyes of Jesus and she realizes what a remarkable man you are. Amen. Amen. Same with you, Jesse. Amen. Well, Me, on the other hand, she's going, she's like, oh, wait, he did that? <laughs> he did that. <laughs> that. That man needs some help. Uh, Jesse, you want to pray us out? Absolutely. Thank All you. Right. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful to be able to come together and to uh, consider your word and your will in light of all the things that are happening within our culture right now, within our nation. Father, we're so excited that we can be a part of this uh, unprecedented time in our Mm. nation and be used by you to be a voice for truth and for uh, hope and to bring the love of Christ to those who are around us. We thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation, and we pray that the conversation that we had here um, is blessing those who are able to watch it. Lord, let your, let your word and your, and your spirit continue to lead us and guide us through these tumultuous times, and we trust in you, Lord God. We thank you that regardless of the outcome of an election, it does not change who sits on the throne. Amen. So, Father, we love you, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, number six, read it to you as a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Remember, in about seven seconds, Jesse's, Jesse's YouTube channel is going to pop up right there. Just click it and go visit. Yeah. Well, go I appreciate visit. that. Let's, let's pack it out. Amen. Bless Amen. you. Thank you. We'll Thank see you, you tomorrow night, everybody. Good night. Good night.